Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account. It's titled, Boy Meets Girl, They Like Each Other, Turns Out Girl Is A Cam Girl, And Things Quickly Get Messy. And it says, I, male 36, met a girl, female 28 online, almost a year ago, on a dating app. I was using Tinder Plus to check out different vacation spots while dreaming of a post-COVID world. So we're not in the same country. We got along really well quickly bonded over many things and liked each other a lot. Much talk about meeting as soon as COVID would allow us. We exchanged presents, sent stuff back and forth between countries and had gotten very close. I've certainly dated my fair share of women, locally and internationally, but she was slash is among the very few that I fell for almost purely based on her kind and loving personality. The kind of girl that goes out during the day to feed water to homeless cats in the neighborhood. Then, a small bomb is dropped. She works as a cam girl. I'm a fair bit into the kink community, so so while it's very far from a plus in my book, it's not an automatic deal breaker. She's working by herself in her apartment, and she's working less and less and told me on various occasions it had been weeks or months since she did a show. She felt the job was demeaning and furthered her depression and wanted to completely quit. Skip over a long time, and I was talking to her a week ago. She had just gotten over a COVID infection, during which we had been in very close digital contact. And suddenly, weird inconsistencies started popping up. 1. She said she had zero friends in the city, but was now out drinking with friends. Response was, they are drinking buddies, not real friends. 2. She broke up with her boyfriend some months ago, but we had been talking for around 9 months at that point. She wouldn't say exactly when, but no matter the timing, I can't help but think, yeah, but we were definitely already talking, flirting, exchanging gifts and whatnot during that time. 3. About two months ago, she was looking to start studying 3D animation. She's amazing at drawing. She was planning what classes, needed to buy some equipment like a tablet and so on, and was also one or two weeks away from starting. Now, not a word about it. Nothing. Even when I'm hinting at the subject. 4. Instead of working less, she's now running not one, but two different channels at roughly 16 hours a day, every day. Even more, what the fuck? When I tell her I could even get her work for her art slash design. I work in marketing, which she didn't seem particularly interested in now, even though that was what she was hoping to work with. Five, instead of wanting to meet up, she now suggests I wait three to five extra months so COVID can calm down, even though I'm vaccinated. I offered to buy her a ticket to my country as a vacation, which she firmly declined saying she wanted to pay for it herself. Six, I do a lot of photo manipulation and asked her to send me a portrait to mess with so I could make her something cool. 
Instead, she tells me to wait 10 days because she's doing a professional shibari bondage photo shoot. I don't know what that is, which for me is a very big difference between it being just you and a computer screen versus you and a dude tying you up, posing you, touching you, and photographing you naked. 7. Random note of saying that she said she could barely even pay her rent, but now she's out drinking, had a few small glasses of whiskey a day, and, and is doing a professional photo shoot. Owen hopes to take a trip to Europe, a massively more expensive region of the world than hers, in December. A bit what the fuck, no? 8. Last weekend, she somewhat randomly told me she was maybe a bit weird because she's able to control her emotions and don't get sad if someone doesn't like her or break up with her, which made my cluster B personality alarm bell go off in the background. Frankly, I don't know how to talk to her about this at all. I find a lot of this incredibly unappealing in a partner. It's taking her life in quite literally the opposite direction of what attracted me to her in the first place. And I have honestly been a bit sad as well as confused about everything these past few days. It feels like a complete 180 in the person I was getting to know very well and had honestly gotten quite close to. Individually, most of these things would be really minor, but it's the somewhat sudden sum total of them all that's making my brain freak out. Drinking buddies don't count as friends. Okay, fine, I've been there, starting to look for someone else while in the final throes of a fucked up relationship. Not ideal, but again, I get it. You want to start studying, but get sick, get broke, and need to put stuff on hold. Sure, that makes sense. Wanting to specifically quit your work, but now doing something along the lines of five to 10 times as many work hours, perhaps even a hundred times as many. That starts getting shady. Wanting to meet up as soon as possible, but now not wanting to accept the ticket as a gift and suggesting I wait almost half a year. Starts getting real shady. Say you find your job demeaning, but now doing a professional in-person photo shoot on your own accord. Not only shady, but also really getting into the territory I'm not cool with. Can't afford rent, but can afford going drinking and planning big vacations. Maybe not outright shady, but certainly not a seemingly good quality, but also shady. Last being, able to control how you feel. Sounds psychotic as fuck if I'm being honest. And I don't know how to mention this to her without sounding like a giant paranoid asshole. I've mentioned some of it last week and she was visibly upset at the insinuation that she'd been lying or otherwise untruthful about some things. I was an idiot and chickened out at pushing for more info while we're already talking about it since I didn't want to further upset her and let her slip by with so-so answers that didn't really quite answer some of the questions. I especially feel uncomfortable as shit about the whole photo shoot thing. For me, the physical aspect of it makes a massive difference. I'm confused about my own feelings in all of this. I'm confused if I'm having a rational reaction. The whole cam girl thing is new dating territory for me, I'll be honest. I'm unsure of how to break the ice on the topic. Unsure if I even should, or if I'm just being a dick butting into a business. I'm just, I'm just confused, man. So, am I being overly paranoid right now? I'm making a big deal out of many small non-issues. Her work as a cam girl makes me constantly on the lookout for the fear of love scams and I don't know if that's coloring my point of view on this too much. Am I the weird one for being okay with her getting naked on cam but not cool with her getting naked with a dude taking photos of her in real life? How do I bring up these things without sounding like a dick that's telling her she's lying and trying to tell her what to do with her life? It's almost at the point where I'm considering just writing her and saying, hey, I've clearly gotten a wrong impression of you. I don't think we'll work out. Best of luck. Bye. I also feel like being a bit of a dick out of nowhere. 
Not to mention that, as I said, I actually really like this chick, or at least I think I do. Again, so many differing feelings right now. So then OP edited the post which said, since this keeps coming up, I should address it. She was the one who started sending presents, a painting she made. Haven't sent her anything particularly expensive. She was the one who was initially very keen on me and me less so her. I've obviously also skipped over a ton of good things in her character in this post. Otherwise, I wouldn't be into her. As I mentioned in the beginning, really sweet soul. Most or all of this can't be counted as outright lies. That's the whole issue. If it was that easy, well, it would be easy. There are plausible but never great explanations for everything. Rather, it's the sudden amount and the addition of new things that freaked me out. Anyway, I took a long-ass walk, went home and sat down and recorded a video message for her. Started out with everything I liked about her. Explained both what we are and aren't in terms of relationships and that I get it. But that we are getting to a point where I'd just no longer be romantically interested in her if she decided to keep going. Went over various different aspects, said I realized there might be perfectly fine explanations for it, but it still freaked me out. Why it freaked me out and that the whole bonded shoot thing was past the point of what I'm cool with. Fully her choice if she wants to, but just be aware that I'm peacing out if that's the case. Ended with saying I hope she takes some time to think about it and that we can have a chat in the weekend. Thank you to all the responses. Help me trust my gut feeling on this a bit more. Besides, I had also reached the conclusion that it didn't really matter with the photo shoot thing. What mattered that is that I'm not cool with being with someone that does that while we're together. And I'm perfectly in my right to not date a person like that. And I'll just give you an overview of the comments on this particular post because they're pretty lengthy, all of them, to be quite honest. So many people were going down the path of just trust your gut instinct on this. And just saying the issue isn't that she's a cam girl and many people, you know, are in perfectly normal, healthy relationships and they still do the cam thing, which is absolutely fine. But the issue is, is the way that she's communicating with you and sending you all sorts of mixed messages along the way, you know. And there's some other people in the post that's just saying, run. Simple as that. So we're going to go straight on the update to find out what happened. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Next. So OP starts off. So a month back, I made this post. Boy meets girl, they like each other, turns out as a cam girl, and things get messy. Link in the comments. It ended with me sending a video message going over my concerns with her. I promised an update and this is that update. So after I sent the message, she didn't reply for a few days. When she finally replied, she skipped over all my questions and simply stuck to a I'm hurt you don't believe me narrative while refusing to alleviate my fears about pretty much anything. She mostly stuck to the but these aren't friends, they're drinking buddies and I love my job totally ignoring her earlier messages, depression, the boyfriend issue, bonded shoot, studies, money, just everything. 
I told her this wasn't working out and that I was going to cut back how invested I was in this, take a long line of steps back and hope we could still grab a coffee when I visit her country. We haven't talked face to face since a week before this whole thing started and now she never writes me unless I send a message. But the drama still continues. Around two weeks ago, she said she was very excited going to the bank to buy a house. Massive what the fuck moment. Two months ago, you couldn't even pay your rent and had trouble finding an apartment you could live in. I chose to ignore the shady as fuck money question and instead ask, how is this economically viable for you? Isn't it much more expensive? She answered saying it wasn't, then that it was. Then that I didn't understand and that she would explain it to me later. She never did. No contact for another week. I'm still extremely perplexed how you can barely afford to pay rent, but you can not only get a bank loan when apartments didn't even want you, but you can also pay off the monthly interest and loan payments. Super shady. I write her today to ask about the bank stuff and sent a few pictures of a bonsai tree I'm working on. Her reply was that the bank wanted her to keep up work for another six months. I think her message was worded clumsily which is horse crap since she couldn't get an apartment since cam girl work didn't count as a steady income slash job. So how the F is the bank going to accept it? And then, to top it, I shit you not, she asks if she can send a picture from a bonded shoot that she really liked, even though I've made it extremely clear I found that whole activity incredibly unattractive and that it was the big thing that started the whole original argument slash situation. My conclusion to this is mildly heartbreaking, to me at least. In many ways, I think she's a kind soul, but she's very obviously lying to me about something. Otherwise, none of this can make any sense whatsoever, or at the very least, omitting massive parts of her life. She says she works constantly, 12 hours a day, but if I ever have a look at her camgirl accounts, her last login was always days ago. Worried she got into a regular prostitution or something along those lines. I'm also strongly entertaining the idea that she's bipolar which would explain why there's longer periods where everything is absolutely shit and then euphoric periods where she has tons of energy and wild plans for the future. The bipolar bit would also help explain why she now thinks I want to see pictures from a photo session I specifically said I found very unattractive that she was doing in the first place. It would also help me explain the no friends, tons of drinking buddies to hang out with, shit, hate my work slash love my work and all that stuff. If she was going through swings that lasted upwards of two or three months, which is perfectly possible for bipolar people, a lot of stuff could make at least a little more sense. That's the update. Not super fantastic, I know. I'd hope for a better resolution to everything, some clarity as well. Conclusion. So, what now? Honestly, no clue. Everything that appealed to me before is no longer a part of her personality. Many things that didn't appeal to me have become a bigger part in the meantime. She's lying at the very least by omission and refuses to man up to it. I'm spotting signs of serious untreated mental illness. The right now status is me not even wanting to read her WhatsApp message about the bonded shoot because not reading it is easier than getting to this whole clusterfuck again. I hope I can grab a coffee with her in September when I visit Colombia and invited her to my birthday. I'll have one there. Expectations have been set way, way low. Now, I'm going to turn this one straight to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Should Opie have noped out after the first post or do you think there was anything in it at all? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. 
And our next story, we're going to go to the malicious compliance subreddit from Mr. Saturday 45 who says, boss says I have to scan packages before I load them and gets mad when I refuse to load unscanned packages. Hello everyone, nice to meet you. I'm very new to writing on this subreddit, so I hope I'm doing this right. I didn't even realize this was malicious compliance until recently. Note, I will of course be changing names for privacy's sake. First things first, the backstory. I work at a large hub facility of a well-known shipping company with the main delivery trucks that deliver packages to homes and smaller businesses. The packages come with barcodes on the side as well as small spot labels to that allow someone to see the address which truck they go on, which used to be given small scanners that would scan the barcodes in order to ensure we didn't put the packages on the wrong trucks or get a package that didn't belong, as sometimes the labels could be wrong or it could lose its label. The trucks were even fitted with sensors, so if you scan a package and try to walk into the truck where it doesn't belong, the scanner would start to whine. With that set up, now enters our main antagonist in the story, Alan, my former supervisor. Alan is a short skinny guy with a thin mustache and is a micromanager of the highest degree. He always walked up and down the trucks to watch us work, watch us from a distance or close by with his arms crossed to get us to work faster. Constantly told us to grab all of our packages as they come to us despite the fact they go around on a moving conveyor belt that literally loops them back if we miss them. Told us to load up our larger packages as soon as we get them despite the fact it makes it harder to move through the trucks and place other packages on the shelves and even hopped into some people's trucks to move packages around the right way. His way. I can go on and on about Alan, but today I'm here to vent about just one of these events or we would be here all day. So anyways, Alan had me and all the other package handlers of our area in a group text and chat in order to tell us our start times for our next shift, as well as compare our work speeds to each other via our scanning count. I assume to make us feel bad and work harder, but we don't really care. Around that time, the number of packages we misloaded on our trucks, as we call it, had increased and, and ever since Alan had been adding to his group messages that we need to scan every package and make sure we're aiming for zero misloads. Annoying, but nothing too serious, at least I thought. On to the actual story portion. So one day I'm working on belt as usual and my scanner suddenly decided to screw up on me as they tend to do, if smacked or if the battery comes loose. I go to Alan and ask him if he could help me fix it or give me a new one to use. Instead, he takes it and tells me to keep loading my trucks without the scanner and just use the labels on the packages. This isn't really allowed and instead I choose to stack the packages in front of the truck so I can scan them once I get a new scanner. Alan eventually comes down and tells me to just load them into the trucks normally and to stop stacking. Frustrating, but I shrug and do it to try and avoid any real conflict. That evening, Alan messages the group and lists our speeds with me at the bottom and is once again spouting that we need to make sure that we are scanning our packages before loading them and even comes to talk to me the next day about my number of misloads. I'm angry, of course, as he is the one to tell me, but at that point, I was still fairly new to the job and didn't feel comfortable arguing with a supervisor. So I just try to continue on with my work with a mental note of always scanning my packages, no matter what, so he can't pull this again. Unaware this will be my malicious compliance later on. Fast forward a few months later. Alan is leaving for real estate and is training one of the package handlers to be his replacement before he leaves. By that time, I'm fed up with all the micromanaging and pestering and can't wait for him to be gone. It's about the final week of his employment that I'm working the belt and once again, my scanner frigs up and stops working. 
I hand it over to Alan once again and just like before, as if he never cared about scanning, he tells me to keep loading the trucks. I smile to myself and nod. So I continue stacking my packages in front of the trucks, waiting for that new scanner to arrive. Not long after, Alan comes back with the trainee at his side. He asks me what I'm doing and I tell him I'm stacking my packages. Once more, he tells me to keep loading my trucks and this time I talk back, telling him I'm not loading them without a scanner. I have to admit, at this time, I was done with Alan and lets my anger get the better of me. Raising my voice and getting a bit shaky as I have a very hard time dealing with anger, especially after dealing with this shit for so long. The trainee tries to settle the situation and tell me to just keep stacking and to get a scanner right away, but is interrupted by Alan telling me once again to load my trucks, this time louder. I flatly respond no, and that's it goes back and forth like this for nearly half a minute before I eventually tell him to get it to me in writing because I'm not getting fired over this. Remember, we're not supposed to load a package without scanning it and can indeed get in trouble if they prove we did it intentionally. This seems to get him even more mad and he eventually tries to pull the head supervisor card. He asked me if I would like him to get the head supervisor to try and intimidate me, I guess. I wasn't able to chuckle in my anger and just told him to go ahead and get him. Him and the trainee walk off with him storming down the belt. A few minutes later, the trainee comes back with a scanner in hand, apologizing and telling me to just get back to work. I didn't see Alan for the rest of the day and if memory serves, the rest of his final week as well. Sorry if it's not as explosive as some of the other posts, but this was my first real malicious compliance and I hope you enjoyed the read all the same. And to any supervisors reading this, please just let us do our freaking jobs. And I'm not surprised to see a lot of comments on that particular post saying, you know, they've worked in similar situations, being told to do one thing, but then expected to do another and then getting told off for doing what was requested of them and just totally getting fed up with it. I never understand supervisors that do this kind of thing and how they can alienate their staff by just being complete assholes to them. Whenever I've worked with a supervisor that's been an absolute legend, I've worked 10 times harder for them because I appreciate them doing that. But I don't know. Let us know your thoughts, what you think of this story down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the stories always means the world. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows Okay, I know that's a dip Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros Where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open For a chance to win a Grand Slam title Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.